This is Spilling Royal Tea with Sean Mandel and Craig Robert Young. So, Craig, regales with stories from your trip to Morocco. Well, uh, on the way back, I did stop off in London just mm. to check out the scene and what was going on and pe- if people were excited about the upcoming wedding. And yeah, what was the vibe? Most people were. Like, I yeah. went into Marks and Spencer's, a famous store, and bought my underwear, as I normally do on my trips to London. <laughs> Wait, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. David Gandhi has an amazing line. Okay. All right. Sure. Um... <laughs> and, but on the streets, you know, they have all these things that they peddle the wares and, mm-hmm. like, uh, everything's like, you know, bunting of the British flags right. and, you know, souvenirs of the upcoming wedding and I happened to get you a little something. <gasps> I got a little present? You did. I mean, let me take the price off. Actually, you should see That's the price because okay. it's even tackier. <laughs> so it's, uh, why didn't you is describe a, that wait, to is, the okay, listeners? I, I believe it is a air freshener? <laughs> yeah, uh, a car, car air freshener <laughs> of Harry and Meghan uh, doing their uh, <laughs> engagement photo pose. Well, not engagement photos, their wedding, their photo call. <laughs> the photo call. Wait, what's the scent? It's really disgusting. Is it I, really? Because I put one in my car, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah? It's like an overbearing strawberry. It's not elderflower, which is like the cake, which yeah, I should, I was be like, there. but it's like I had to roll down my windows because, or just you know, something like basic, like linen, yeah, like that, that like nice English linen, fresh linen, right? <laughs> and in Morocco, I oh, brought gosh. you back some. Oh my gosh, so many some presents. spices. Oh my god, I know it looks like a bag of dog turd. But <laughs> <laughs> it does. What I am holding looks like a bag of dog diarrhea, but they are but spices. It, yes, from Morocco. Yeah. Oh, well, they, they uh, smell delicious. They, no, they smell really good. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. The food was fantastic. Oh, my I was, God. I was listening to your podcast with Maggie last mm-hmm. week while riding a camel. I love it. So 2018. <laughs> and I uh, I kind of educated myself upon the Moroccan royal family as well. Oh. So King Mohammed VI is yeah. the current. And he's a very liberal um, Monarch. king. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was kind of fascinating to kind of get the dirt and, uh, you know, spill the Moroccan tea. Oh, while I was Moroccan there. royalty. Oh, yes. It was yes. Pretty, pretty amazing. And well, very different to our British uh, monarchy because they actually rule their country over them. Oh, really? So it's yeah. not like a constitutional monarchy? No, situation. they do have a, a government, but right. the king rules the he government. He actually has like a role in the government more than just like head of state. Yeah. yeah fascinating. Fascinating. I, as you can notice, I've shaved. I know. Because the, your last podcast talked about, you know, how yes. Maggie didn't like beards because, you know, getting she didn't. Food, food stuck in there. Thanks, she Maggie. Was, she was not partial to them. <laughs> so I did have a little trim, a little shave. Um, <laughs> well, we're glad to have you back. I, and yeah, um, Put the crown back on. Put your crown back on. Uh, I think the kettle is whistling. So um, let's steep some tea and spill it while we're at it. We're only eight days away. Oh. Eight days. This is Spilling Royal Tea, a podcast that follows the piping hot engagement of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, from the annals of British history to the wedding chapel at Windsor Castle. The show is half British and half American, just like the historic marriage of Meghan and Harry. I'm Sean Mandel, a producer, pop culture devotee, and TMZ's unofficial royal correspondent. And I'm Craig Robert Young, a British-born thespian working in Hollywood, but with a childhood thoroughly steeped in the Crown's culture. In each episode, we will spill the tea. That's American for gossip. On the latest stories about Meghan and Harry. Tea will be served with some English history and cultural translations from across the pond that you can't go without. So, without further ado, let's spill the royal tea. (laughs) 
on this episode of Spilling Royalty, we will look at the symbolism and significance of royal weddings and how that's changed. Yeah, we will dive into what royal weddings meant in the past and what they mean today and why things have evolved. And as always, we'll go through the biggest royal headlines of the week. Mm -hmm. And we will also explore how this royal wedding in particular has captured the public's imagination. We're going to be speaking with author K.M. Jackson, one of the talents behind the new royal romance audio series, Royally Yours. Yeah, and then uh, we'll wrap things up by talking about how to plan the perfect royal wedding watch party of your very own. The best part of the whole thing. Yay! There's one something old. So, Sean, fill us in. Royal weddings used to mean something entirely different to what they mean today, right? Exactly. So up until about the last century, um, royal marriages were actually political acts. They uh, cemented alliances and were used to conduct the work of statecraft, of international relations. And you have to remember that the monarch wasn't just the head of state um, like it is in the British monarchy today. He or she was the state itself. So royals would plan their marriages, uh, not necessarily around romance, but more about gaining land, wealth, prestige and security. Whereas Harry and Meghan might have met on Bumble. Exactly. <laughs> so, so give, me, give me some examples. Okay, so um, the royal family best known for using marriage to create political alliances was, without a doubt, the Habsburgs. Not a has-been. <laughs> Uh, they were the best marriers, uh, but also the worst, because after a couple, uh, after several centuries, actually, uh, of marrying into almost every royal family in Europe, uh, oftentimes, which they had already married into previously, uh, inbreeding very much became a thing <laughs> and actually led to the extinction of some branches of the family tree. And there are actually anecdotes as well where they've gone back and looked at uh, some of the DNA of the last sort of members of these different branches of the house. Habsburg family, and uh, it was basically concluded that they may have been uh, some of these final, uh, you know, descendants. Basically, had the same genetic problems that someone who was born from like a brother and a sister would have. So it got pretty out of control. <laughs> and the Windsors. Okay, so the Windsor dynasty began with a political marriage of sorts. Um, it was the marriage of Victoria to her cousin. Yes, cousin. Remember inbreeding, um, Albert of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha. So interesting to note is that the Windsor family name is made up. It's artificial. The real family name is Saxe-Coburg-Gotha, the same uh, name that was used or that really uh, Victoria married into. The royal family changed their name uh, to Windsor uh, in the lead up to the First World War because uh, Saxe-Coburg-Gotha, as you can probably guess, sounds rather Germanic. Um, and as Germany was going to be England's main rival in the First World War, it wasn't very popular to have royals with a German last name. So here's where the political alliance part uh, takes place in Victoria and Albert's marriage. Uh, Victoria's uncle, Leopold, who was king of the Belgians, very much wanted this marriage to happen. He wanted Albert, who was his nephew, to wed Victoria, his niece. That's where we get the cousin thing here. Um, so as to gain influence with Britain. And he wanted to make sure that he could count on Britain for her assistance should he ever need it. 
and Victoria's mother wanted the marriage as well. And so it was very much a situation where, you know, <laughs> Victoria was wary of marrying Albert at first because so many people around her wanted it, especially people that she didn't. She didn't really have a great relationship with her mother, so she didn't want to please her mother. But she actually fell in love with Albert. Um, and so even though other people wanted that marriage for political reasons, she ultimately decided upon it. That was a convenient way for her to appease people, but she really made that decision out of love. So if you fast forward from, you know, Queen Victoria's Day to today, uh, you see the waning influence of politics on royal marriages and even the waning influence of what I think you could call maybe identity politics in terms of deciding, you know, uh, there being a pressure to marry someone quote-unquote appropriate and it really being about uh, marrying for love. And I think that we can most clearly see this by the fact that, um, you know, Queen Elizabeth now, you know, after Princess Diana's death in the 21st century signed off on the marriages of Prince Charles, the future King of England uh, and head of the Church of England to Camilla Parker Bowles, a divorcee, and him being a divorcee himself, even though his wife had passed, and uh, the marriage of Prince William to not a divorcee, but um, a woman who was not a royal or who was not of an aristocratic background, uh, Kate Middleton. So now we really are in the era where love rules the day. something new. Okay, so we got some big wedding updates this yeah. week, actually. Now, granted, these are reports, so we should always say that because, you know, we'll always be clear to clarify when something is coming from Kensington Palace that they're confirming versus speculation, which yeah. is reports, which are, you know, most of the time pretty, we're only going to be citing sources that we trust. So it is reported that we know the wedding dress designer, um, the Australian designer duo, Ralph and Russo. And so Ralph and Russo actually designed Megan's engagement dress, yeah. the $75,000 <laughs> casual dress that casual. You, just, you just wear when you just want to, you know, throw on something yeah. to take a photo. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just a casual little number. But you know what? When you got $5 million, what is $75,000? What is $75,000? <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I always want to know with these things. It's like, do they, because so many of these fashion houses, you know, they lend things out or like they send things out. Yeah. And apparently, like, because, you know, the story with that Maggie and I talked about a little bit last week was that, like, it was just hanging on the rack as like an option among the wardrobe choices and she was like that feels right and like the fact that it was $75,000 just <laughs> played no part in Megan's consciousness now let's speculate how much do you think this wedding dress is going to so cost right so that is a very interesting question because Catherine Middleton the Duchess of Cambridge Kate uh, <laughs> her wedding dress reportedly cost now that was designed by Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen yeah um, that reportedly cost around uh, $500,000 US wow, so half a million smackaroonies yes but but Ralph and Russo, this dress is reportedly costing around $180,000. So a little, oh. yeah, modest. <laughs> a modest. Um, the public will appreciate that. I'm yes, sure. she's being, well, and also, I mean, technically, we don't know if, you know, uh, the Middleton family actually paid for Kate's dress. And yes, the royal family did not pay for that dress. Oh. The Middletons are, I mean, honestly, when I found that out, I was like, oh, they're more well off than I thought. So um, we don't know if Megan is paying for for this dress 
herself or whether the royal family. The royal family has said that they are paying for the wedding. So far, we must assume that that includes this dress. Right. Um, um, we yeah. don't know that yet. We do don't know. So, no, specifically, yeah. you know, it's one of those games. Good where question. That we'll we'll answer that later on. I know. I'm hoping. You know, it's like I ask these questions of uh, palace officials, and they'll be like, "That will all be resolved in due time." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, that's not helpful." But um, it's interesting about this because I, I have to say I had a hunch that it was going to be Ralph and Russo because I spoke with them after the uh, engagement photos came out. And they were very nice to me yeah. and got back to me, which, by the way, like doesn't always happen. You know, <laughs> people are not always nice and people don't always get back to me. And uh, they were super cool. But then when I was reaching out to them, because I kind of thought my, uh, my odds on wisdom was Ralph and Rousseau are not going to be the designers because they did the engagement. The engagement, thing. yeah. Right, she wants to mix it up. And it was sort of rumored that Stella McCartney may have been in consideration there were a lot- and Alexander McQueen as well. Right, you know, yeah, Alexander McQueen was actually the odds-on favorite for a while, yeah. which everyone was surprised by because, like, Kate did Alexander McQueen. And then people were talking about Victoria Beckham, but then Victoria Beckham came out and said, no, you know, I'm definitely not doing it, guys. She's too busy rehearsing for the For the wedding. <laughs> yeah, Royal, Royal right. She, she, can't dr- she can't dress the bride and <laughs> perform at the wedding. She only has so much time. Yeah, it's true, it's true. But but I will say they got back to me right away and I was just reaching out to them sort of like generally and they're like I'm sorry we really can't talk anything about the royal wedding and I'm like that means you're designing it keeping mom right because I was like because if you weren't designing it you just you would just do what Victoria Beckham did and yeah. say we're not designing it yeah like, that's true you know yeah unless there were do you think there were many con- uh, considerations or do you think it was from sketches that she may have chosen she, yeah so she I actually got a story back um, in gosh when was it it was a while ago we got some sketches of this one designer an Israeli based designer named Imbal Drawer is her name. And she's dressed Beyonce. Uh, she dressed Beyonce like the Grammys last year, I think. Oh, nice. Dressed a lot of big celebrities. And we actually got a copy of one of the sketches. So I know that she did request sketches from like a handful of designers, but apparently she chose uh, the designer that she wanted to work with very early on. And oh, so that actually, when we know that, it kind of makes sense because yeah. she had probably just taken those photos wearing the Ralph and Russo. She probably was still in love with like their designs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and what, what do you think... Um in your mind's eye, what do you think the dress is going to look like? I really think it's going to be like two worlds meeting. Like, when two become one. I think <laughs> Oh, it's, Spice Girls! See, see what I did? See what I did there? Again. Um, uh, which is, like, on the playlist now. <laughs> but, so, I think it's really going to be a combination of it's got to be demure, it's got to be classic, you know, it's got to be cover up, right? I think so we're, no shoulder, no off the shoulder? I don't thing. think we're, I think we're going to see shoulders covered, but I think we're going to see arm. That's oh, my theory. I nice. think we're going to see arms. With maybe some jewelry showing. Uh, I think the jewelry is going to be pretty minimal. I think she's going to get a tiara. Now, there are rumors that it might be the Spencer tiara, oh, which Diana wore yeah. for her wedding. But, you know, the counterpoints to that are that basically that wouldn't really make sense because she's not marrying into the Spencer family. Yeah. She's marrying into the Windsor family. So she would probably borrow one of Queen Elizabeth's tiaras rather than Diana's tiara. Because Diana wore it because it was her own family's heirloom. Yeah. So, but I imagine it's going to be like I'm thinking caps. I'm actually thinking like a cap sleeve type situation or something. That'd be pretty. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm thinking obviously very like covered up. You know, we don't want the royal cleavage. <laughs> I don't think that that's that's the moment we'll be having. Yeah, because everyone will just be talking about that. Right, that would and dominate. I, I actually am going to make a bold prediction. I don't think we will see a spot of lace, and that is because Kate Middleton's dress was very so lace heavy. Yeah, yeah, so much lace, and. Um, Obviously, her father has, yeah. been, has been confirmed that he will be walking his daughter down the aisle. Which we had some questions about. We didn't know yeah. because yeah. of his health. That came out this week. 
Yeah, that was a really um, a really big revelation because yeah, it wasn't clear whether or not you know he's sort of been living in Mexico as the sort of like um, not like, may, recluse maybe is like too harsh of a word, but just sort of like uh, living a, di- a life distant away from his family and from Megan and everything. And so it wasn't clear whether or not he was going to be able to make it. But he's going to apparently go. he's going to be there like the week of and be fitted into his his morning suit and yes. all that good stuff. Top, yeah, going to have top hat and yeah. tails. It's going to be. It's from a lighting designer, you know, right? for TV shows. Uh, An Emmy Award winning. Emmy Award winning. Lighting designer. <laughs> um, and, of course, uh, we also confirmed, which isn't a big surprise, but that Megan's mother will be there, uh, Doria Ragland. Uh, she will actually be writing with Megan. So we learned that Megan will be arriving to Windsor Castle the morning of the wedding. So she won't be staying at Windsor Castle before the wedding because, you know, you got to keep the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bride the and the groom separate. The yeah, which I yeah, love. Yeah. I love. I, I'm a sucker funny, for... Funny story about Doria. So I, I oh. flew... Air New Zealand on yeah. the way back from London. Okay. And I heard from one of the flight attendants that Doria actually used to work for Air New Zealand. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. that was one of her jobs. I didn't know that. I know. So, breaking news. That's so funny. You want to, you want to know another uh, famous former flight attendant? Can oh. you guess? Like one of the most famous that TMZ covers? Um, Pam Ann? No, 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 no. Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner? Chris Jenner was a flight attendant. <laughs> yes. Yes, and then she became a Beverly Hills housewife. Like she was like the OG Beverly Hills housewife Aww. of like flight attendant to Bev Hills oh, housewife. Oh yeah, yeah. You Morty, know, with Robert Kardashian. Morty. Yeah. Would you like one lump or two? <laughs> right. Yeah, I could see it going down the aisle. Put your chair. The though. wrong aisle, though. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> she chose the wrong aisle later. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work out. Poor Bruce. We'll Poor just Bruce. say we'll just say it didn't work out. Um, but so oh so another you know interesting thing about the wedding party yeah is that we learned you know we've been speculating. I mean I lost but I. Checked technically didn't lose because because you're like, never a loser because I'm never a loser and one it wasn't fair but so we learned that there will be no bridesmaids yep there will be no maid of honor no there will be no one there will probably oh, be wait, no- wait wait there will be bridesmaids there will be young children right. but not but like they're not like brides yeah yeah it's they're, like, like they're carrying on the tradition of the like, little girls little girls and like yeah, the yeah. little page, page boys, boys and things like that which like we knew like that's yeah. not like a surprise and I'm sure that Charlotte and George are going to be in there I but, know but they say that the um, Louis yeah probably won't be probably there. won't I mean He's gonna. He's literally like a. He's literally like a day old. Yeah. So he probably is best left. Okay. So I did read an interesting report about this as well. That Carol Middleton, Catherine's mom, is reportedly. I don't think she's invited to the wedding. She's gonna be babysitting. Yeah, I think she's gonna be at Windsor Castle, close by, like with the baby, so that way Kate doesn't. Because I think you know, like she's still breastfeeding, probably. Yeah, uh, and I think she's also like you know she. I, I think there's that early like maternal attachment to the baby and not wanting to be too far away from it. So I think she will be happy. I mean, granted, she has staffs and staffs and staffs, (laughs) so it's not like a big deal. Yeah, but they don't have her breasts. That's Well, that's true. And the baby needs its milk. It does. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the pump is here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so um, (laughs) no no maid of honor. No. Uh, Apparently, because all of her her friends are, you know, it's hard to choose, you know, especially when she has such a tight-knit group of friends. I was bummed because I definitely want, I mean, I wanted to see Priyanka Chopra up there as <laughs> the maid of honor because it just would have been so, I mean, I wanted to have, you know, Who Weekly back on to talk about it. I think that um, it, it's a really nice decision. It's a really sweet choice, yeah. you know. 
We also learned that, you know, Harry and Meghan are going to be taking a ride, a ride around the town um, yep. in Windsor in a carriage, the Ascot Landau carriage, um, which you may remember Harry riding in um, with the pages and bridesmaids, the little flower girls, at yep. Will and Kate's wedding. And so this is important because normally, you know, most of the royal weddings happen in London. There would be a carriage ride from Buckingham Palace to either St. Paul's yeah. or to Westminster Abbey, where people could see them. And then they would arrive back at Buckingham Palace after the wedding, and then we have our famous balcony moment, right? Yes. We yeah. love a balcony yeah. moment. Then of we, course. Have, we have the kiss. Yeah. Like, so many famous moments in British history are celebrated with the royal family on the balcony, balcony. of Buckingham Palace. Yeah. They all come out. Um, but so we're not going to have that because we're at Windsor Castle. So, uh, yeah, so the West West Steps, right, is what yes. we're talking about yeah. for so, this wedding. <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's like there's really no function to the carriage ride, you know? The, the wedding is taking place in Windsor Castle. They leave Windsor Castle <laughs> to ride around town and then go back into Windsor Castle. <laughs> just to show off, basically. Just to, just yeah, look at me. Show look at me. Look at look my, my $200,000 dress. You <laughs> won't be wearing a tux. He'll probably be wearing his uniform, don't you think? Oh, yeah, he should be. Yeah, he'll yeah. be wearing his uniform, I think. That's right, yeah. So it's really there so that way people can see them, you know. And I also heard that if it rains, they will actually oh, be yeah. changing it for the Scottish carriage, which has glass at the side right. and a glass roof so people can still see them even if it's raining. Right, right. Um, and so this carriage makes sense because it is open open air. Yeah. So uh, hopefully the weather will be good. Yeah, because you'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Take your umbrella just in case. I'll be there. I'll be, I will be there being like jostled by every reporter <laughs> in the world. Being like, can I just get... I think there's... Isn't there something like 5,000 I don't want to know. I don't want to actually know the <laughs> so number. So you're really not that important, Sean. Because like, <laughs> I, I will need so much Valium. I'm just jealous. I'm yeah. just jealous. I so wanna, wish I could have been. There. You can you can take take over for me. I just got back. I'm sorry. I'm jet <laughs> You're like I'm good. <laughs> sorry. Verse three. Something borrowed. For our Something Borrowed segment, we have a very, very special guest whose work illustrates how the royal wedding of Meghan and Harry is influencing our cultural imagination. K.M. Jackson is an award-winning contemporary romance writer. She's part of a team of writers that have created a new serial audiobook called Royally Yours. Inspired by the real-life wedding of Harry and Meghan, the show fuels our wedding <laughs> wet dreams <Ooh>. with fiction <laughs> stories that also take place around a different royal wedding. KM, welcome to Spilling Royalty. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so let's begin with the origins of Royally Yours. Can you tell us the story of how this project first got you know, conceived and how you became one of the five writers on it? When the news of the royal wedding broke, our coordinator, Lydia, and the people at Serial Box were really excited about it. And they said, well, what can we do around that? But timing was kind of tight with the date. So they got all together and said, well, can they do something and do it really quickly? So Nina, one of the coordinators, along with Lydia, got with Megan Frampton, who is another fabulous author. She's a Regency author and a friend of mine and said, can we put together a team of New York-based romance writers to put together serialized fiction for this? And uh, Megan got on it, knowing a lot of people in the industry and picked me as one of the writers. There are five writers. There is Megan, myself, Liz Maverick, Falgany Kathari, and Kate McMurray all doing it. And we had a quick timetable to put it together. So we all were put together in a room to hash out a theme and 
we put it all together and got going. Great. They said, have at so, it. <laughs> so speaking of uh, the themes and stuff, you've been good enough to uh, sneak as a, a clip from one of the Royally Yours stories. We're stepping into a scene with Jeremy and Tracy. Is that correct? Yes. This is a scene from my story, which is episode three. Uh, the milliner story. And Tracy is a milliner. She's a milliner from the U.S. And Jeremy is a milliner from the U.K. Uh, they have a bit of a history because they were both interns at the same time years ago mm. for a very famous milliner called Finley Nye. And he's, he's, he's kind of shady and dubious. Finley didn't like Tracy so much because she was a little bit outspoken, but very talented. And he embarrassed her and sent her packing. And Jeremy didn't really stand up for her, even though they were they had a love interest. Mm. So now Tracy is back, getting her big break, and one of her hats is supposed to be worn by a princess. And now she's been duped again by Finley. And just to clarify for uh, those mm-hmm. not on the know, a milliner is a hat maker. Yeah, like yes, a, I'm a sorry Tracy about that. A milliner oh, yeah, is yeah, a hat yeah, yeah. maker. Let's give it a listen, shall we? Let's uh, get okay. into this. Jeremy. Jeremy lengthened his stride, trying to catch up to Tracy as she crossed the street, heading away from the palace, hat literally in hand. She looked beautiful. His first glimpse of her today had practically snatched his breath away. She had bloomed into the dynamic woman he always knew she would be, and it was almost too much to take. Not to mention, she was hot as hell. As he looked at her now, rushing off to God knows where, he took in the sway of her hips in her long, black pencil skirt meant to be demure, with her black hose and kitten heels, but failing miserably. Her peplum jacket accented her shapely curves and, he'd bet, sent hormone levels spiking in each passerby. During their meeting, it had taken every ounce of Jeremy's strength to stay focused and not reach out to touch her smooth brown cheeks. Oh, gosh, how he longed to see her smile, make her laugh, and see those glorious dimples of hers once more. Or bet he had take her into his arms and kiss her full lips until her dark eyes changed from shooting him daggers of rage to going soft with desire. But that was probably nothing more than a dream. After seeing how hurt she was by Finley's latest mess, he was sure those daggers would be there to stay. Jeremy sped up before Tracy could turn the corner and shake him off entirely by entering the underground. He reached out to grab her by the forearm, then thought better of it. He gave his best attempt at a casual smile. You're looking wonderful, Tracy. It's been a long time. Can we talk? Tracy stopped short, brows knitted tight. What could we possibly have to talk about, Jeremy? As you can see, she held up the hat box. Thanks to your boss, or maybe it was you. I now have to pull a new hat out of my ass in less than 24 hours. So, old chum, I don't think we'll be playing How Have You Been? Let's stroll down memory lane. She started to step forward then making to shift around him, and suddenly fear nodded in Jeremy's gut. He couldn't let her leave. This would all be for nothing, and everything would be ruined if she did. His hand came out before he could stop it, tightening around her forearm. Please, let me help you. She looked at him then, surprise coming to her wide eyes, before she laughed. It was nowhere near the kind of laugh he longed to hear. It was the kind that raked at him, like nails ripping across his heart. You? Help me? Now that is funny. If you'd please let me go now and stop wasting my time, I'd really appreciate it. Jeremy swallowed. 
Please, Tracy. He looked around, suddenly aware of all the people on the street, the tourists crowding around the palace. He caught sight of the hound pub and pointed at it. Come on, just give me a few minutes in there. We can come up with a plan. At least let me try to help. Tracy's gaze went toward the pub and her eyes softened. For a moment he saw a glimpse of the girl he knew, which gave him a lump in his throat. Be strong, Jeremy. Stay on task. So, you know, Royal Yours is uh, somewhat sensationally written. Um, It's a beautifully produced audio drama that, you know, circles around a royal wedding. Um, The series began last week, May 2nd, uh, and chapters are being released for three weeks leading up to Meghan and Harry's wedding. And you've clearly hitched your creation to the wedding carriage headed to Windsor Chapel. Um, But I'm curious, you know, uh, why did this team of writers believe that people would want to hear fiction stories in particular um, about a royal wedding when we already, you know, there's so much non-fiction details such as, well, okay, I'll just say it ourselves, but, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm curious what aspect you feel that the, the fiction element can play to that, you know, we can't quite get in just like covering the real story. Well, romance is a billion-dollar business, so I think with us, you'll get to let your imagination take off from a different spot than the nonfiction spot. I mean, we love to sit and talk about Meghan and Harry and the the real details, but with us, you can just take it and go a little further, go into the what if, you know, what if this was me in that spot? What if mm-hmm. I got to go to the wedding? You know, uh, we've got a maid in the gardener story and sort of, you know, let your mind go away into that fantasy. We've got a paparazzo story. So I it's just that. sort of inserting yourself there but not quite there and you know well, what if I got a little close to this world and what would happen then it's letting yourself go and play for a while I guess for like um, uh, millions and millions of women and, and gay men probably out there you know fantasize about you know famous people and, and, and in this, in this mm-hmm. special way in, in the royals and especially Prince Harry so for you to kind of give this sort of peak or you know like a prod into the imagination of these people is is sort of exciting in a Fifty Shades of Grey sort of way. Uh, Fifty I Shades think, of Ginger. Well, yeah. I hope I hope I hope so. So, do you think that the um, this wedding, obviously Prince Harry and Meghan, what do you think it represents or symbolizes in our popular culture? You know, in other words, like. Uh, what do you think has people hot and bothered? Well, they're both two hot people, so it's a lot to get hot Ooh. and bothered about. I mean, yes, you're going to get true. hot Where's over my Harry. Fan in here? I mean, <laughs> we were all, we were hot over Harry from the beginning, so he had sure everybody hot. Ditto. You know. Why do you look at me when, you, when we talk about <laughs> you this? You are. You love I him. Am. I do. Admit it. I do. Mm, I do, too. And, you know, this is the, the old married probably in the room for a million years, and I'm, I'm not going to not claim to have a Pinterest board with him on a few of them. So. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you prefer him with the beard or without the beard? Ooh, good question. With a little bit of beard. It's a little scruff. Not too much. I do too. I like I like the beard. I I like that he's cleaned up the hair also though. You know, like the hair at William's wedding was way too thirteen year old spiky. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like gel. He was still in his Playboy days. I know, but I had like flashbacks to Yeah, I had flashbacks to junior high and I was just like, I feel like he's gone for a product with like a matte finish now and I'm happier with it. We don't like wet product. No wet product. No. I like a little scruff. 
Jersey Shore spikes. A little bedroom scruff is what I'll say. Okay, I don't yes. Yeah. I write romance, so you know, I, yes. I want a little bedroom scruff. <laughs> I so love it. Th- there's that hotness right there, and uh, she's beautiful. So there's a lot to get hot and bothered about there. And then you have the the opposites attract with the American and the Brit. Uh, Americans. <laughs> Love a British accent. It just is what it oh, is. Do I'll just, I'll, I've never yeah. heard that before. Uh, we, we, <laughs> yeah, I'm we, sure, Craig. Yeah, we just we just do. I'm sorry. You know, I'll go and say my husband can't stand the fact that I just love love an accent. And he's like, oh, are you watching the period pieces again? Just hush. Just be quiet. Oh, that's me. That's me. It's like every single thing from like the BBC, like Regency yes. dramas. I'm like, great. New one watching. New one. I'll watch that or, or any, any foreign drama. Um, anything we just I just just talk to me deep voice and an accent you've got me going there so yes there's there's a lot to get hot and bothered about about the two of them <laughs> I agree yeah so tell us uh, KM if uh, people would like to check out Royally Yours uh, mm-hmm. uh, where can they find it and how many episodes do we get to binge before the big day uh, serialbox.com slash royally yours there are six episodes two episodes are out already and then they continue twice a week twice a week they continue perfect and I think the day after the day or two after yeah oh so we get a little uh, something to help us with our hangover our royal wedding hangover <laughs> your royal Maybe. wedding hangover and the good thing about this is they'll continue they'll stay up and they'll continue so people will be able they're not going to be cut off people will be able to continue the royal wedding fever Into long the beyond the royal wedding which is great that's the great thing about fiction it won't die out you can t- continue it on just like you know our books well km thank you so much for for joining us and yeah. um we will be sure to check out and look forward to the rest of royally yours yes thank, thank you, you. Verse four something blue so, Craig, um, can you share a little bit about uh, how your fabulous Brits in LA party is coming and yes. what, what's going to be in store for the Royal Wedding Watch that you'll uh, be hosting? You know, we are actually one of the only places in Los Angeles that are actually going to be doing a live oh, wow. party. Like a big Yeah, thing. watch party. So, yeah. um, what time are you going to start? So we're starting at 3 a.m. Yes, the way yeah. to do it. The, the theme of the party is to come in your pajamas. Yes. So everyone's going to be in pajamas and fascinators. Yes, I love it. So, you know, like the Philip Tracy you have to, sort of... Yes, you, ha- you know, women have to wear a fascinator. Yeah, and so can boys now because no one's right. watching. Right, because we're, <laughs> we're doing things all L.A. Exactly. A la la. La la la. Um, so, yeah, we have, uh, at the moment, we have something up to 100 guests. Wow. Uh, Where's it going to be? It's going to be at the Cat and the Fiddle, which is on Highland Avenue in in, uh, West Hollywood. Funnily enough, one of the owners of the Cat and the Fiddle went to school with Meghan Markle. Wait, what? Yeah, the Immaculate Heart. Oh, yeah, because so that's in L.A. Yeah, so Ashley went to school with her. So we got a nice little keep time. Keep in touch? touch? No, no, no. She knew of her, and they hung out a little bit when they were younger, but not anymore. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have this fabulous sort of menu, which is going to consist of, like, crumpets and tea and uh, scotch eggs and something that we, you know, kind of put a little spin on it. We've got these boiled egg and soldiers. Do you know what boiled egg and soldiers are? No, what are those? So they're soft boiled eggs. Okay. And then you get uh, toast. Okay. And you kind of cut it into 
like eighths of a slice. Okay. And so they look like little soldiers. They don't really, I mean, but they're just kind of <laughs> long and thin. And just you just have there. to have like a funny name for it. Yeah. yeah. And you dunk it into your soft-boiled egg. So you get all the nice creamy yolk and, right. you know, and then you eat it, pop it in. So you don't need any cutlery. Right. Okay. It, okay. Which, I like know. that. So we're going to do boiled egg and soldiers. And then, you know, we're going to do some caviar and some royal smoked salmon. Oh. A little tie-in. But one of the things... Uh, Scottish salmon? Scottish salmon, okay. yes. Very course, important. Best, Very important. Best. Um, to go along with, like, cucumber, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of... Cucumber sandwiches. Give us sarnies with the well, be scones. Off. Scones and cream, clotted cream. I said it right. Sc- we say scones. In the No, I've heard you say it in the UK. I've heard scones. It's scones. Scones? I don't know. I've been here too long. Yeah, see? I don't know. I think it's I out-British scones. you once again. <laughs> But what I really am excited about is the drinks. Okay, of course. You know it's it's three a.m. We can't right. serve alcohol, oh, so we have can't. to do the mocktail thing. Unfortunately, oh. but we we've got these little spins on some classic cocktails. We got you've obviously heard of the Bloody Mary. Yeah. Well, we're going to do the Bloody Harry. <laughs> But we're going to put some uh, slices of orange in there, mix in with some olives, and give it like a little, you know, genre okay. feel okay. to this, uh-huh. this, this this Bloody Mary twist. Okay. And my favorite is going to be the Markle Sparkle. Yes. Which is, uh, we're going to do the Martinelli's instead of the actual champagne. Right. Um, and we're going to put in a splash of elderflower in there to just to kind of... Homage to know, the cake. Homage to the cake. <laughs> and then serve it up with a glitter straw. I mean, you know, what, what could be more perfect? than that it's perfect and then we're going to do some pots of tea in the morning you know obviously because yeah. it's 5am our time right when when the actual wedding kicks off yep so we've got two hours leading up we're going to do a, a, a royal themed quiz trivia Ooh. where prizes can be had too bad I'm not there well actually you know what it's better for your guests that I'm not there because <laughs> you're it, very competitive and very competitive <laughs> one and number two um, I would win so yeah. well, it just wouldn't be fair you will win all of the street fair that I got from Oxford, yes, uh, yes. Oxford Street in London on my I, little journey. I love it. I've got tea towels. I've got, uh, obviously, commemorative tea. Did you get, like, any of the official, like, little, like, uh, they have the plates and everything? I, I got a little tea bag holder. Okay. Yeah, so when you take your tea bag out of the cup, uh-huh. you can put it on the... No, no, no. Okay. I've lost I know. You. <laughs> I was like, uh, But um, sure. not only that's that's happening, the, the um, British Consul General is throwing a tea party. Oh, you know what? I actually... Okay, so yeah. you'll be impressed. I got invited to this. Oh! And I was like, I'm so sorry. I have to turn it down. I'll be in Windsor. <laughs> well, I'll represent for the pair of us. <laughs> Thank, you. That? Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Tell um, the British Consul General I said, hello. Hey, hi, Will. Mr. Michael Howell. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really fun. I can't wait. Um, you know, and I have an actual wedding the next day. On, that you're going to? Yes, but not not the wedding. Right. But this is more important because it's a friend of mine. So right. I want to say early congratulations to Rose, my friend, Aww. who's uh, getting married uh, to Maxey. So. So um, I was thinking about this, like the royal watch party and everything, because I obviously got very excited when Kate and William got married, which is our last royal wedding. And uh, you're talking about, you know, watching in pajamas, which I think a lot of people are going to be doing. I actually, um, I found this picture of myself. So I, I had like an outfit. An outfit. An outfit that I wore. (laughs) Yeah. So, and, uh, 
Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, spill. So I was wearing James Purse white pajama pants, a white nice. polo, a white, a giant white scarf, and a top hat. Oh my god! Here you are. See. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is. You can look. I'll t- I'll tweet it out so yeah, people that, can. Yeah, uh, was it at Sean Mandel on Twitter. It, yeah, at Sean is Mandel on Twitter. I will tweet this out. This was. Um, I can't believe this was seven years ago, but this was about seven years ago. <laughs> you look very good this. Sure, well, I have to say. Well, it was seven years ago. <laughs> time, time is a cruel mistress to us all. Um, but have another drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's a, a really fun tradition to you know watch these events yeah. you know, that happen in the UK, especially on the West Coast here. Yeah. When Kate and Mills got married, um, we did it just like at my house, and we had my mom and I made little like wedding cakes, mini wedding cakes that we oh, got. Nice. Like I oh, know we, we like went to William Sonoma and got these like little pearl like decoration things for them <laughs> and we had little like the saucer champagne glasses too and we oh, did a yeah, champagne yeah. toast at like 4am yeah it was uh, a little earlier actually it, yeah, oh, um, yeah. Uh, the Wills and Kate wedding was earlier it was so, earlier yeah because yeah. there was I remember I think because people have to travel to get out to Windsor so, that must be it. Yeah, so people in, you know, it was a lot earlier in... Because uh, uh, I started watching coverage at like 1 a.m. Yeah, for yeah. For Will and Kate. Yeah. So what do we think the big takeaways are for people planning, you know, their own watch parties at home or like with a group of friends or, you know, going to... I think if you're going to go to a pub, I think yeah. you should call <laughs> ahead of time to see if they are doing something, right? Yeah, Because exactly. not all of them necessarily No, some are, are doing like some teas in the afternoon afterwards and showing hi- highlights right. of the wedding. But you want to see... I mean, come on. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to see it live. Yeah, <laughs> Like, you got to be there. Yeah, you got to be there. So I think... But at, for people at home watching, yeah. I think, you know, they can have fun with their friends and do some sort of trivia stuff. They can yeah. make, you know, do a royal trivia like we're doing, or they could do, um, you know, <laughs> we, we did a, a, sh- a shot, because at home, obviously, you, right. you can drink whenever you like. So we did this sh- shot <laughs> The benefit game of being at home. Where every time Harry... Uh, appeared at Wills and Kate's wedding oh. and there was a close-up of him. Everybody had to take a shot. Yeah. but So who should we choose? That's a good question. Prince George, maybe? Jo- George. Prince George and Charlotte. Every time we... Wait. Every oh. time Charlotte waves. Uh, everyone has to take a shot. Every time Charlotte waves. Every time George scowls. Uh, um, or puts his hand on his hip. Yeah. <laughs> um, or covers his mouth like, look what you made me do. Um, so any either of those moments, definitely. Um, I think. I mean, if you really want to get plastered, anytime yeah. you see a celebrity, like anytime you see like an American, oh, like yeah. you see Priyanka Chopra or like Serena Williams, anyone like that. If you see Elton John, you have to. Yeah. Um, you know, the first person to sing a lyric from right. "Candle in the Wind." Yeah. You know, win, win, <gasps> no. wins another shot. Oh gosh, no! That all like we can't talk oh, about no, "Candle in the Wind." Of course, because that was the the tragic, the trauma, the, the trauma. Tra- I can't. Tragedy. I can't. I can't. Daniel, you can't do Daniel either because that was about death. What could I you? Know. What, what could you do? Circle of life. Yeah, circle of life. Yeah, that, that would be a good one. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> Maybe more appropriate. <laughs> well, we will have some more suggestions in terms of ways to uh, amp up, uh, amp yourself up before the wedding yes. as well um, next week. And yeah, I mean, Is we're, this, what, what's happening next week? Um, well, we're going to be having um, having a friend of yours uh, on. Uh, yeah, yes. Sandra. Sandra Manetti will yeah. be in the studio live yes. joining us. Yes, it's going to be very exciting. Yeah. Uh, royal expert that he is. And yeah, we'll be talking a little bit about 
how to get in the royal mood, not just on the day, but in the, the time leading up to it. It's basically yeah. Christmas, so you may as well uh, spread it out as long as you can. And we'll talk about the uh, Lifetime movie oh, yes. um, about Meghan and Harry, which is causing quite the scandal. Yes. So we'll uh, get into that and more next week. Well, the tea has been spilled, and it's been rather hot. I'm Sean Mandel. And I'm Craig Robert Young, and thank you for joining us on Spilling Royal Tea, the podcast. Spilling Royal Tea is a collaboration between TMZ and Spoke. Use Spoke to find your next favorite podcast. Learn more at hearspoke.com. Maggie Van Dorn is our executive producer, and you can subscribe to Spilling Royal Tea on Apple Podcasts. For more coverage of the royal wedding, visit tmz.com.